What's the crack? I got a guest this week. The incredibly talented actor, writer, and comedian Ali Fox is joining me here in the shed. We talk about her joining the cast of Fair City. We talk about gay crash and weddings, and she tells me the scariest story I've ever heard in real life. This is Ali Fox on Tony Catwell Shit Show. What's the show you're on? Fair City. What? Whoa! Jinkies, it's Paul Brennan. <laughs> it's been pretty good now, I have to say. Yeah. It's a good buzz so far. Now, I'm just in the door only like three weeks and none of my episodes have broadcast Great. yet. And you write all your own uh, lines, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay, no, great. I, I certainly don't. But I will say the writers have really gotten this character and I feel like it's so accessible to That's me. That's great. I don't have to think about anything. It's just, I read it and I'm like, yeah, I would absolutely say that. And I know how to say it mm. and I know how to do this. And yeah, so I feel very at home, which is great because that's all you can hope for with a job, mm. you know. You're the, not to blow smoke up your bottom, but uh, you are the greatest actor I've ever seen live. Tony, no, stop. look, stop it. I will flip this table, I'm bro. Freak out. I'm going shy. You are. When I saw you in Roaring Banshees, it was the greatest live uh, live acting I've ever seen in my entire life. Tony, thanks so much. Man. Yeah, look, listen, stop. My I made heart it weird. just expanded like that scene in The Grinch, the Grinch when yeah. he <laughs> remembers the true <laughs> yeah. meaning of Christmas. You are bleeding out your eyes right now. Sorry. <laughs> Too hard. It's red wine. Um, can I ask you about Roaring Banshees? I do want to talk about uh, Fair City. Yes. But I was curious from an acting point of view, for you to be that good, what were some factors about that particular production that facilitated that ability in you to be so good? Wow, what a question, bro. Just curious. I would say the lad's writing. Yeah. And they know me very well. Feel free to bring a microphone right up to your head. Oh, thank you. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, the the lad's writing. Yeah. Um, again, really accessible. Um, I think I'm right in saying that they had me in mind for it anyway. Mm -hmm. They had been working on it for a really long time anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think when they had thought, oh, maybe Ali can do this. Things might have shifted gear a little bit. Mm. And it just really, I know people say this all the time, but like it jumped off the page mm. into Peter my McGann, head. John Morton. Yeah, exactly. They're great. The like, stars, yeah. Yeah, so I really uh, just kind of got mixed into the fold and it was a brilliant play. Mm. I felt very lucky to be there every day. It was like a dream job. Yeah, you're absolutely brilliant. How, how are you with lines? How are you finding it now with... With like, I suppose with Fair City, how many episodes have you have you shot? Oh God! Well, you're not going to believe this. They do sometimes four episodes a week. Shut up. Yeah. So these actors, like, they are at the grindstone. Like, there's no wow. So I've done a bunch now. I'm kind of losing track. But to answer your question, I'm getting really sharp at line learning. Yeah. Now I have a great memory anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you do. Yeah. You always know details. You even came in here and you're like, Sonny's three now, is he? And you're very good with that Yeah, stuff. I, I remember things and I remember birthdays. I know your birthday. Yeah. 26th of October. 22nd, but fucking oh, hell still. Oh, no. Can I curse on this podcast? Yes. Fuck. 22nd. Okay, I'll never forget And I don't again. even know if we're Facebook friends, so you would actually have to know that. Yeah. yeah. Why do I think it's the 26th? Anyway, I must be I'm locked. Sorry, you've devastated yourself. I have. Um, mm. I will flip the table. But yeah, my memory is great for mm. uh, learn line and learn line. Learn. Line oh, line. my God. <laughs> line learning. So yeah, I'm flying with it now, I have yeah. to say. I hope that I'm not uh, speaking out of school or that will change. But it's been great so far. That's great. How do you do it? Do you just literally, do you read it? Do you record it yourself? Do you record it to yourself? Or are you just sitting there reading it and saying it? I do both. Mm. Um, but I often don't want help with anything and if another actor approaches me and they're like do you want to run lines I'm like mm, not really I prefer <laughs> to do things now I will facilitate it of course sure. because that's part of the it, of course is part of the process and getting to know your fellow castmates and all of that of course. but when it comes down to the wire I will do everything myself mm. and record it and then I'll listen back to it so yeah that would be my little routine now it might change as mm. well but for the moment that's what I'm that's what I'm at well, you're definitely proven that you can learn a lot because certainly within your raps that we've seen you perform, if you've been lucky enough to catch a Bureau de Change song contest, 
Ali came runner up in her first ever one, the winter one. Yeah. And then you fucking won the the the, the real one. Yeah, man. With two I can't absolutely it. sickening raps. Oh man, and that means a lot to me coming from you because your rapping skills I'm are... I'm a lyricist myself. Y- you really are, man. I was threatened by it. I think I said nice, that on the yeah. night. Yeah, I, I was Isn't that one of the shaking. best things you can say to someone else being like, I was actually annoyed by it. You know what I mean? Mm. I think... You're violently talented yeah, and we yeah. all yeah. know it. Yeah, I, I love... <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of you, Johnny. I'm afraid of you is the best compliment you can give a man. <laughs> I found. You're bleeding out of uh, your ears. I am. I'm just excited. <laughs> um, how do you have you have you done many raps? Because I've not heard your you rap outside of those two live events. Um, no, would be the quickest way to answer that. But I will say that when we were growing up at home in Kilbarrick and Clare Hall, mm-hmm. rapping was our world. Really, we were mad into Tupac. I still am. Yeah. Um, Biggie, Jay Z, Snoop Dogg. I've seen them all. Loved them all. How Sydney did you? Was huge. How did you first get in? I know for me, it was the fact that Tupac died, and then Changes came out, and that was a big blow up song. Yes. And that was then Tupac's greatest hits, and then. My brother was finding out about Snoop Dogg and, you know, Dr. Dre featuring on that and then mm-hmm. Dre and then Snoop and then, and then you know, Eminem and that kind of, that was, I think, the the, the through line Dublin direction for, for him anyway. Definitely, mm. it really was. But I will say, even before Changes was released with Elton John, mm. how old were we then, like 13 or something? No, that was Ghetto Gospel. Changes would have won. It was just after he died. Feature that was just the Bruce Oh, Horns so we were really song. young then, yeah. Ninety seven, probably. Yeah. Mm. So those two songs, I know my school yeah. was on wheels when. Um, oh my god, what's the name of it? Ghetto Gospel. Sorry, Ghetto Gospel. Yeah, and we had yeah. to rehearse now after a full day of filming, mm. but. Um, yeah, that song really like took off and kind of brought new fans in. But my ultimate favourite Tupac song was from years previous, Brenda's Got a Baby. Oh, yeah. Such a great Such song. Such a fucking bop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so to answer your question, loved rapping but didn't do anything with it. And then when I was asked to get involved with your thing, the Bureau de Change, I was like, well, I can't really sing, so mm. I'm just going to start rapping. Well, you're fucking lethal, mate. Thank Are you, you going to do more of it? Yes, so mm. I'm going to do a music video for the entry for yeah, the great. Eurovision one and uh, take it from there, I think. Great. Well, you better do it before the uh, the, the housing crisis fixes itself because there's some very pertinent lines in there. I mean, yeah. you could probably release it in 10 years. It would still be the same. Nothing's going to gonna change. To the same well, culture. Well, yeah, but, uh, true. Yeah. But uh, I will have to edit here and there. But mm. I'm excited to see if it can morph a little bit as well. Mm. So, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Shackalack lately. Do you know the Oh, words? yeah, yeah. do. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that's really kind of bolstering mm. my um, kind of the impetus to like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah. And you hear something very inspiring in a rap or a poem. And I'm like, yeah. I grew I up with that. Divo. The guitarist. Finn. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Small world, but you wouldn't want to hoover. Wouldn't want to hoover. We were in June on the Peacock together. <laughs> no yeah. way. Tony. He was the you're the main fella, and I was Jockser. Jockser. Yeah. 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 Jockser daily. Yeah. We That's good. Gas. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. He's very good. Great stage presence and um, real real character. A real character. Mm. That zebra print jacket. Oh my God. Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> I have some questions for you. Yeah. I actually have questions. Normally, I, I mean, I'm happy to let a conversation flow, and it will flow. But I, I thought I'd fucking put a bit of effort in. Oh, thanks, Joe. Well, look, it's not every day you have Ali Fox coming in. <laughs> he can't even read. <laughs> uh, what is your name? And what do you like? And do you like me? Take yes or no. <laughs> uh, what's your history with sheds? You're in my shed. You were very complimentary Ooh. of it. Was yeah. there a hangout shed? For you, did you have a kind of a latchkey kid friend of the parents running around? You got to hang out in the gaff, or maybe there was a spoiled kid. Maybe you had like they had a granny flat. Any history of sheds? This is a great question, and I Thank don't have I don't have a, a great affiliation okay. uh, with sheds. But uh, when, when I was born, we were we were Southsiders, man. Mm. This is gonna shock you, bro. This is this is gonna go as an isolated TikTok being like. You, one thing about Ali Fox, you won't believe. You won't believe it. So uh, my parents were renting a flat in an old gaff in Eaton Square. So no garden, no shed. Mm. So I didn't know what was going on well. there, right? Then we moved to Kilbarrick. That was like a bed sit situation. No real shed. But my mm. dad kept his tools. He's a carpenter out in like a side entrance job. 
and I loved the smell of metal like mm. the metal tools and if my dad had the side entrance door open he must have been fixing something or making yeah. something and I'd be like can I help <laughs> and then it wasn't until a few years later that we actually got a house to ourselves mm. and then I had a garden two gardens front wow. and back and then my dad built a shed and the most exciting thing was he built a little miniature version of the shed to use as a birdhouse oh, and then hung it in the little like brilliant. porch bit and I sat there all day just waiting for something to fly into. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, nothing ever came. And then my dad left. But uh, I know, it was grand. Get the right bird seed. Sorry, I was sad about the birds. (laughs) Sorry, what was the second thing you said? (laughs) I can't even remember now. But yeah, the the shed thing came later in my childhood Mm. because I suppose you need a garden for it. But this shed is class. Like this is proper like bricks and mortar. So bricks and mortar here, yeah. Yeah. This is no Wendy house. You know, it was kind of one of the deals of the gaff was um, that we just, you you walked through there that, you know, Terry could do whatever she wanted. I mean, I say it like that. She did like all the work. I'm acting like, you know, like, oh, you could do whatever you want in there. (laughs) Working her fucking ass off, making it look nice. But all I wanted was this shed. And I've already, but I've realized now Quite like your dad, there is stuff that you need to keep not in the gaff. And so, yeah. I, and then my other shed over there, a little plastic shed that's filling up now. So, I might have to get three sheds. I might have, to have three sheds. You all might have to, man, but it is great to keep things that you don't want in the gaff outside. Mm. It's good for, uh, and I mean this sincerely, like feng shui and all of that stuff. Th- the is. energy yeah. and the uh, pathways through your gaff. It's important yeah. not to have crap lying around. I think I feel something if I see a bike in a sitting room. Not having a go. It's not possible. It's not possible for 90% of people Mm. to not have a bike, but it's kind of like, you know. It would bother me as well. I think we get that from our ma's, possibly. Probably, yeah. Yeah, you just can't have a bike. My ma won't even let you have a clothes horse up inside. Really? Uh Uh-huh. At any time during the day? Oh, any time, or during the winter, or during the summer, when you actually, you might need one in the winter, doesn't allow it. So if she saw a bike, she'd probably pass away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where did you just hang out when you were uh, early getting into like drinking and stuff like that? Where was the spot? Um, I think probably inside the gaff when my ma was away. Mm. So yeah, and I wasn't a big booze hound at all. Mm. Um, actually quite well behaved. I started drinking when I was 16. Mm. So like nothing too crazy at all. Started drinking whiskey. Wow. And I still am. Yeah. Yeah, but it would have happened like little gaff parties, polite gaff yeah. parties when Sheila was away. But that strikes me then if you were on the whiskey then and you're on the whiskey now that maybe there there wasn't a crazy horrible whiskey experience or did you have that and just overcome it? No. Well. No. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I have a strong constitution. I actually can't get sick. What? Yeah. Man, I uh, like I might get sick once every 3 years or something like puke, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But do you get less drunk than you see other people get really drunk? Do you ever let yourself get that drunk? Not even necessarily now, but I mean, like, would have gotten to that stage. Yeah, I would have, but like never messy or like crying or starting a fight or anything Mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose some people just know like this. I don't like how I'm feeling now, so I'm going to (laughs) stop, you know, Yeah. or just slow it down a little bit. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's hard to get off that merry-go-round. It is. It's so or colourful. get on it or in the first place. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had a similar. T- well, we were drinking the house because my ma would work late sometimes, or she. I, I have the very fortuitous thing of she was falling in love at the same time that I was getting into booze. See, so, I wanted to say that that was my experience. Yeah. As okay. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if your ma's distracted, she's very distracted at the time. Yeah. But she was very sound for everything booze-wise. Like she was like, I didn't have crazy. Uh, the first alcohol experience I had was just my mate Dara raiding his dad's like whiskey cabinet, and I was like, oh, well, it wasn't even whiskey. It was cork dry gin, you oh, know. Yeah. And you just don't know what it is. It says cork dry gin, <laughs> but like a bit of vodka there, you know. <laughs> you don't know what that you is. You know, and you're pretending, of yeah. course, which is a full time job which is a in these situations. Job. Yeah. So that was the first time. But then after that, when it was like my mom would be like probably sixteen, like, are you going somewhere? Are you going to be drinking? I'm like, yeah. And then she would just whatever, like, give me a big Al's plus mash plus bread. You know, yeah, and then like give me like two liters of milk and then send me away, and then also go to the off license on the way to where I'm going, get me the booze herself. That would be like five or six cans, six if it was like some long, like you know, graduation party or something like that. But you would yeah. get me the cans, and that's all I would have, you know. And then I would, and I would never, I would never get sick, never really make yeah. an ass of myself at that point. As soon as I started buying booze for myself, it was a different story, but with my with my handler 
my god, the wrangler. Yeah, the wrangler. <laughs> the animal wrangler. The booze wrangler. It Fair was play, uh, yeah. So I never really got there. So but it's a nice kind of ease in to you know that type of experience. Yeah, it was. Mm. It just never meant that I I didn't go beyond my 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 station. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's very healthy, man, I think. Fair play to her. So was yours the gaff then? Yeah, definitely. Because nice. my mom had met someone. Yeah. Uh, my mom and dad's marriage had broken down. Mom had met somebody. She's marrying him now. Oh! So this is a long time ago. And she... They're getting be, married. Yeah, so they'd be off, like, in the early stages That's of a wedding wedding. Line. Yeah, That's yeah. a proper fucking give a shit wedding. Oh, totally. Yeah. And we'd be left alone in the house going yeah. fucking gaga. Yeah. And then she... No, I say gaga. It was all very nice. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was more in the house having a few jars ordering food pretending to be an adult like gas mm. comedy all the time and then if she didn't come back on the Sunday night I'd give the kids the day off school Oh, well, I'm the eldest yeah. like, so like yeah put on your uniform no you're going and then I'd bring them to the front door open it and turn around and go day off <laughs> so much fun that's pure joy ah uh, yeah we, we'd have great crack in the house like, oh. and it was all thanks to mum's partner bringing her off to like beautiful hotels and spas that's and lovely. stuff everyone's yeah. laughing everyone's laughing yeah. apart from the bloody principal well I did <laughs> I know I hated that convent though so your convent what school did you go to uh, Manor House near where you oh yeah 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 driving you were yeah. in that yeah Looking um, memory the, I know, yeah, because I loved your episodes on that, though, Tommy, oh, yeah, and the squirrel yeah, yeah. in the middle of the road. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I went to school, and I. It's right around the corner from my man. Oh, is it? She's over by the cost course. No yeah. way. Mm. Okay. Yeah. God, keeping it local, aren't we? Keeping it very fucking local. Hopefully, mm. hopefully you get all this. Yes. And you Southsiders, where we currently are. <laughs> um, what did I have to ask you? Uh, I'm curious. I, I, it's good. I, good to know that you're not too much of a booze hound. But what were some of the weirdest ways you used to get drink when you were a kid? Oh God. Um, Can you remember any? Remember any standout heists? Yeah. Working in restaurants. Yeah. Where you have access to some of the nicest fucking gear you mm. could possibly imagine, <laughs> and I really developed. Uh, an expensive taste for really? like Frangelico and wow. Creme de Montfrappe and what? Yeah, this beautiful like Louis the Fourteenth brandy and that's a big bottle. Uh, they're huge and they're very expensive. Interestingly, and probably very luckily, I didn't like wine when mm, I was a kid. Yeah. I actually only started drinking wine. Actually, this is gas. I started drinking wine when I was twenty-five on a date with a man who was like. I'm offended that you're drinking Jemison with your dinner. And it wasn't a joke. And I was like, oh, maybe, is that a turn off? Like, is that, am I, does he think I have some sort of issue? Which I absolutely <laughs> didn't. Um, I, That was just what I did. And okay, it might be like an under underdeveloped palate thing. Like, it's not great. He for, sounds like he's got an underdeveloped mind. Yeah, well, I'm not with him anymore. Well, bit of respect. But, <laughs> yeah. But then I thought, okay, maybe I will just order a glass of wine the next time and then the rest is history. Mm, as they say. Yeah. But when you uh, were first drinking wine, was it red wine? It was white, actually. White wine. Yeah, red yeah. came like three years later. I remember, I just, and I don't know if anyone can get over this when you first drink red wine, you're kind of like, look at me, I'm Dracula. <laughs> don't you kind of feel like this? I feel, I feel like fucking Dracula here. Yeah, like, yeah. With your like, big like purple yeah. teeth and lips. <laughs> yeah, a big fancy Dracula. We used <laughs> to get this red wine in this shop in London and it was just on like it was just these crates of it on the ground and it was three pound for a bottle of what? wine two for a fiver oh my god and uh, I remember my mate Jordan opened it this was a screw cap right <laughs> and he screwed it open and as he was just getting the last bit of thread off it just went boom and the, the cat like red, red wine and this the just what? popped off and it was like fizzy and he was drinking it. I was like, this is fizzy. This tastes fizzy. And he was like drinking the whole, like we <laughs> getting to the end of the bottle. This tastes fizzy though. This is so oh. weird. I remember saying it to my dad and he was all like, all right, just can I just break down the, the uh, economics of this, right? Mm. Like a bottle is like 70 cents. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the bottle itself. Yeah. And they're getting it from Italy. So there's shipping. It's like, so if you actually get down, there's probably like 30 cent is the product that you're actually, like what are you actually drinking here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you not understand that? You know, it was probably Jay's fluid or something. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Yeah. Oh, battery fluid, more yeah, like yeah. gross. I like that episode, The Simpsons, where Bart goes to France, which you don't really see anymore. It was a really old one, and he's remember he goes to France. No, it was the first season, 
and he's actually working on a French farm and they work him as a slave. God, Tony, I don't think I do. Mad episode. You'd almost think you dreamt it. Very early episode. Anyway, look, not relevant to this conversation. <laughs> not pertinent to this conversation. Um, I was going to ask... I was also quite... I'm going to butter you up again here. Oh, my God. Little uh, Demi Baguette over here oh, on show. Covered in margarine. For her to be buttered up. Um, I've always been very impressed. I remember you did a Smock Alley show uh, with literally like a week's notice just because there was space to be filled in, That's right, in yeah. the boys' school. Mm. And you just fucking did it. And it was great. And but like the fact you were and I was like, did you how long have you been writing this? Like last week, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only because you had a space to fill. And I'm like, that is so fucking fearless. Thanks, man. Where yeah. does that come from? Um, do you know what? It's so basic, but I like to graft, mm. you know, and I, I kind of work well with a deadline. So mm. I knew I had to fill that space. Mm. And because I worked for the venue for so long it would have been very bad form for me to let that go because they had turned down business Mm -hmm. to keep that date for me for something else that fell through and I was like, I'm doing it. Unreal. And I did all my own artwork and all my own invites and because, you know, the way you get an industry in and stuff like that because I thought I could get an agent out Mm -hmm. of it. Of course, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But um, I did only write it in a couple of days. But then again, like my song entry there in the Bureau de Change, that was like four days previous and and do you res- do you respect that as part of your process I mean do you respect now that's just what it is it will be deadline it will be kind of like fused under serious pressure but it will ultimately get the outcome like do you respect that as a deadline or do you respect that as a process now now I do that's mm. a very interesting question because I used to beat myself up about it mm. and I thought that maybe I had an attention deficit me too do you actually have one? I've done the quiz and I've got a hundred percent. Okay, <laughs> multiple so. times, but I don't. I don't want it confirmed because I Fair. will fucking die now on it. Like yeah. I have enough excuses to tell Terry why I'm not doing shit, and I don't need another thing. You will be grueling, yeah, I'll Leinster fucking, with that. I will fucking lap that up. I, the I best know, thing that and I to respect if it gets, that. Yeah, if it gets that if it gets proven, you know, totally. But I often used to think it now I'm not really sure anymore because my executive function is like sharp enough you know but at the same time my time management is absolutely beefed bad like so yeah I do tend to work uh, better under pressure and that's how diamonds are made that's how diamonds are made yeah remember Superman Superman crushes a fucking bit of coal comes out of diamond that's what it is (laughs) yeah do you find yourself with that kind of process that that kind of way of working do you find yourself locking into something really fucking like like do you find yourself locking into things in terms of work in terms of work or just like i find myself with that kind of attribute because i'm the same like i will make a piece of ikea furniture wrong but Mm. it has to be done now like i know i need to just get it finished now if i start a piece of like ikea furniture for whatever reason and i I could be putting the doors on backwards but i'm not going to stop and i have a prickly feeling in my heart Really? <laughs> and I can't stop. No, you see, I'd pick that up and hit you over the head. But Fair. I, yeah, I couldn't have that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I think I am, I could be better with time management, but that would do my head in. Like, to watch you doing that, I would probably yeah. have my one token of puking a year on top of it. <laughs> it I, would kill me. I regularly think of something you said to me when I think I owed you money for something. And I asked you if you had Revolut. And you said, no, Tony, do you know I don't? But if I hear someone mention it again, I'm going to put my fucking head through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. So aggro. I know. And I was like, just let to give you money. <laughs> but you were just like, no, do you know, I actually haven't. I, I have heard of that. And if anyone fucking brings it up with me, <laughs> I'm going to go fucking mental. And it cracked oh. me up so much. My God, well, I have it now anyway. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have <laughs> and to. I didn't put my head through a wall. Is there anything uh, that there current that people love loads that you just fucking despise in general yeah oh man yeah yeah i <laughs> oh I, man here yeah. yeah and maybe you can relate to this as well um if there's a big zeitgeisty thing and everybody's fucking raging about yeah. say game of thrones right years yes. ago yeah. and i was like no and a friend of mine said to me recently, did you think you were better than Game of Thrones? <laughs> and all I could say to him was, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was better than Ned Stark. You fucking joke me. Well, you were the last then, laugh. 
Yeah, but then I'll get into something ages after nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah. So I'm always on the outskirts of everything by choice. That's great, though. Yeah, do you do that sometimes? I do it, yeah. I mean, I kind of have a bit of a thing. There's only so many things, so many times something can be recommended to me until it goes stale. I see it rotten in front of me and I'm like, I don't want in on it. Yeah. You know? I was the same with Revolut. I just could not do it. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, with Game of Thrones, I remember, I mean, you, I know, I remember you didn't like it, but you also weren't one of these people to be like, you know, tweet something to be like, oh, here come the Game of Thrones people, you know, like people who are like wanting a bit of attention, but they aren't involved in the conversation. I would never do that. You'd never do that. No, 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 I don't want to comment on it. I'm just better than it and I'll stay at home and keep my opinions to myself until years later. But I love getting into things after, like I. I I gone to Frankie Valley there last week. <laughs> like, oh, like my man had his greatest hits when I was growing up. Ah. but like I was just listening to it and the Spotify playlist of all the songs, and it's just fucking bop after bop, and it yeah. changed like my day. It was like anyone if I, I was waiting for someone to be like, "How's my how's your day going?" I'm like, "How's my day going?" I fucking discovered Frankie Valley today. You That's know, a lovely thing, as and as it's I'm real concerned. summery music. Real summery music. Yeah, yeah. But it was just you know, it's all back there. And you can have it whenever you want. Getting Anytime. getting involved in it at the time is it is great and great involved. In the, you know, great to be involved in the conversation, whatever the trend is, whatever the zeitgeist thing is. But it's also great just to fucking find something like years later, definitely, and for it to be your own kind of like navigating. Yeah, and especially now because we consume media and fucking everything in different ways. That kind of fast food culture. Mm. If we leave it to get involved in something big. Then when we go on to like the likes of Netflix or Amazon Prime, we can watch everything in one go, everything and one we're not waiting to be drip fed. I can't live no. my life like that. <laughs> I'm really busy. Is there on your internet at the moment? Yeah, man. I actually have this class recommendation for you if you don't already know about it, Mister In Between. Mister In Between, don't know anything about it. Okay, well every time it comes on, or I go and get it. Um, I need to text Peter McGann about it because I want his input on it if he already knows it and then I want to be the person that brings it into his world he listens to this Peter he does um, I think you would love it it's an Australian uh, show written by and starring Scott Ryan I've seen TikToks this is a real fucking hard as nails dude yeah yeah. But Tony it's gas yeah it's gas it's real irre- irreverent kind of like just shooting somebody in the head trying to cut somebody up in a basement and then like oh my arm is killing me I need a rest it's like gangster criminal Unreal. stuff like you've never seen it like this before I've never uh, had that type of mad horror and violence presented in such like a throwaway mm. way uh, it's amazing so I'm bed into that at the moment because he's kind of a good guy but bad guy but kind of anti-hero but kind of with a good heart totally yeah. and you're brought along for the mm. ride like you'd, you'd be on his side for sure and he's a dad of a young girl and it just watch it it's fucking brilliant because you don't see many you know hard as nails Aussie cunts you don't you don't see many you know you have mm. what, what was your Eric Bana had that movie he was in Chopper I never saw one. it actually that was his kind of breakthrough it was one of those like 3 for 30 DVDs and HMV you'd always see it Gas, there it was always yeah. one of them that you'd snatch up um, Mr. In Between will give that a go you should I've man I've seen TikTok clips of it and I was very mm, impressed yeah. yeah are you into anything at the moment um, I've been watching The Bear again season 2 did you watch The Bear what's that The Bear is a show about a guy who goes home to work after his brother uh, commits suicide he goes to uh, take over the restaurant and the restaurant's in Chicago and it's full of all these kind of really well written and funny and interesting Chicago characters it just feels really real mm. um, but he's like a former like Michelin star chef cool. and he has to basically take up this take off you know after the sandwich shop and everyone's really fucking high strung it's really funny uh, and it's got a lot of heart and it's really good enjoyable good looking people being good really good at their people. job oh yeah. yeah do they lean into the food at all yeah well they're not all they're like they're like they're good looking and that they look like real people you know <laughs> they're good to look at people yeah yeah know? please into um, the eyeball and they do lean into the food side of things which I really enjoy uh, highly recommend season one's on Disney Plus and season two is coming out nice bro but I'm watching it on my dodgy box at the moment ah cute mm. man you were saying your man when you went on a date uh, you've given me very funny dating stories over the years. Do you have, you know, your man obviously saying, uh, being a bit weird, are you drinking Jameson? Do you have any other dating icks? Any dating icks? Yeah, definitely, man. Though I have to say, like, I, um, I haven't done a lot of dating. I think you would probably be similar. Yes. Like, I, I had several long term relationships, but. I like it that way. Yeah, me too, as mm. well. And I don't actually enjoy 
being in that vulnerable situation because mm. there is a bit of a, a weirdness to dating especially first dates but that goes for everybody I guess mm. but at the very beginning of the pandemic I thought I would try the apps for the first time ever Wow! and I attracted a lot of fucking head the balls really yeah and there was nowhere really open to date these men mm. and I certainly wasn't going to be like come to my apartment <laughs> you, you know I just wouldn't do it. not that I thought they were going to kill me or anything like yeah. that nothing like that I just I didn't want to bring a stranger into my gaff mm. and Feng Shui uh, and all that. Yeah, coughing all over me. Fucking <laughs> yeah. soft furnishings. You yeah, must be joking. <laughs> <laughs> I have my bike with a clothes horse. Where can I park this? Um, but uh, I went out and met this chap. And he actually is a fan of yours. So I, I won't say. He's okay. probably listening to this. Nice. But um, met him on the canal. And there was a spare bench and this was in the winter time of 2020. So it had been dark mm. like since like half three or something. So it's kind of dark. The weather isn't great. And I sit down on this bench. He's very late. And th- like, that's all right. Like, I'm not great with time management. I wasn't going to hold that against him. But when he arrived, he was in really bad form and he threw himself down on the bench beside me. But he sat on one of my legs. He sat down on my left leg. And like he was a very tall, very stocky fella. And, you know, heavy. And it hurt yeah. me. And I was like, oh, watch yourself there. And I kind of shuffled. But he didn't pick up on it because he was just on this mad tirade of how shit his day had gone. Ah. And then, like, the leg was going dead. And I was like, do you mind if I... And then eventually he moved off, didn't say sorry. I was like, this is fucking weird. I had bought us two little takeaway mulled wine things. Oh, that's cute. And uh, his had gone cold. I was nearly going to drink it. He was so late. But Mm. um, he knocked it back. And uh, he said, oh, that place where you bought them, I just passed and it's going to be closed now. So that means you'll have to go on a second date with me so I can buy back the drink for you. And I, I... thought maybe that was just a little weird joke that went down the wrong way it sounded like this chap had a terrible day yeah uh, so I let it go and I went home and I was like no don't fancy him don't care about mm. this and then a couple of days later I was meant to meet up with him for the second date and the heavens opened it was pissing rain and I thought I'm not walking back to meet this guy to for him to sit on my fucking lap <laughs> at the canal so I text him saying sorry man can we postpone uh, it's lashing here and it's so wintry whatever I don't want to leave the gaff mm. sorry like and uh, he went well it's not raining where I am I feel like you're gaslighting me and I was like no that's not it never heard from him again and then he followed me on Twitter a few weeks later I thought oh fuck off gaslighting you into believing no I'm definitely not seeing rain yeah yeah yeah, you're a manipulator you're manipulating totally me. and sorry uh, the crux of that whole thing was when I on the first date when I went to say goodbye to him he told me very seriously to not fall into the trap of enjoying my life oh yeah. my god and that was because uh, he had said like what do you do and I was like oh, you know the way sometimes you never want to be like I do this and I do yeah. this uh, I was like oh I work in theatre you know and then as the conversation went on I was like yeah I do comedy and blah 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 and then he cut across yeah. me, which I fucking hate like mm. let me speak if you ask me a question let me fucking answer it yeah. was, don't fall into the trap of enjoying your life do you know what people don't get is that when you're dating someone or you're on a date you're kind of you want to hit your you're, you're, you're dating because you want to hit yourself to a wagon a success of some kind whether it's like yeah. that's a level of personality that I want more of in my life I want to hitch myself to that wagon that's funny I want to hitch myself to that wagon or mm. person seems like they really have sh- their shit together it's quite impressive I want to hitch my so like to come in guns blazing hey my life everything shit don't enjoy your life yeah yeah. what yeah. about that wagon is got you know hitching hooks on I just don't know Tony and I, I suppose like if we really thought about this without slagging the chap which I, I just spent the last five minutes doing but it's probably rooted in like a deep deep um anxiety or possibly a sure. self-hatred and mm. it says way more about him than it does about me but like in like a few months into the pandemic you're sitting in the pissings of rain I don't fancy him straight off the bat mm. I'm like no you lied about everything on that profile <laughs> And then for him to say, don't fall into the trap of enjoying don't your life. Don't fall into life, the trap. Yeah, like, like I did. <laughs> yeah, look at me. <laughs> I was enjoying that so, for a while. Yeah. So that was the end of that. Um, What is the maddest thing you've ever seen at a disco or a wedding? Oh my God, these questions are brilliant. <laughs> these are brilliant. At a disco or a wedding. Okay, the first thing 
that mm. popped to mind was myself and a friend of mine, Emma Curran from mm-hmm. school, blagged our way into a wedding at the Hilton at Northern Cross between <laughs> Darndale and Clare Hall. <laughs> What? In 2007. Yeah. The hotel was brand new and people actually wanted to get married there for a time. Like mm. it was such a big deal yeah. for the area like Dublin 13 was mm-hmm. getting like a little facelift or whatever. We blagged our way in and the groom was wearing a top hat and he looked like Robbie Coltrane, like Hagrid <laughs> Buzz and tails and like a double breasted suit and all crushed velvet. It was yeah. fucking mad. And the bride had like a crown of thorns, a literal crown of thorns on her head. And the two of us were sitting there going, this is mental. <laughs> and they were pouring wine and everything. We were done up to the nines. And Did uh, you know a wedding was going to be taking place or we did you? We did. Yeah. We knew it was going to be taking uh, place there, taking place that day. And um, we thought we could get involved in that. Yeah. Uh, kind of walked in with a load of guests, didn't get asked anything, no questions asked, none answered. Mm-hmm. And next minute we're sitting at this like big round table for like 12 people. <laughs> and we decided that the groom was like a pervert and he was trying to dance with us weirdly. And like <laughs> we were so, so cheeky. Like I have no defense here at all, but we were like, oh God, uh, yeah. like, uh, we want to stay for the free booze or whatever. But this guy is an absolute creep. And like, he's obviously jarred. Imagine getting locked at your own wedding, <laughs> falling all over the place. And then when the bride and groom were going around shaking hands, like thanking everybody yeah. for coming when they got to our table we were like okay this is our cue like we need to get mm-hmm. out here and I only lived across the road so we were just going to bounce back to mine Sheila was away mm-hmm. and uh, when the chap came over like he knocked down loads of glasses and there was drink flying everywhere and we were like this is the worst wedding we've ever been <laughs> turned out he was blind yeah he was blind yeah and now we left like two smacked arses on a Monday morning and I turned to her and I was like we are never doing anything like that again oh. she was like that was your idea Al. like I, you did that and she was right like I had uh, I had made this happen it was my fault but the, the guy was blind and we were like he's locked look at look oh what he's doing oh my god yeah at his we, wedding at his own wedding top on long hair <laughs> and a crushed velvet suit he looked amazing actually Look like real, real cool. Yeah. They look like two um, characters in a this kind of fantasy yeah, film or something, yeah, yeah. cosplay kind of shit. You do do but, that sometimes. You just because you to, when you don't know one, you have to make up a story, you know, and you kind of just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we were such little literal wedding crashers. So I'd yeah. say that was the weirdest thing that I ever saw at a wedding. That is a brilliant answer to that question. Thank you, man. That is brilliant. Um, okay, I've got some fun ones here. Yeah. Um, uh, have you had any weird supernatural experiences? Oh, how long have we got, Fucking bro? let's do it. Loads, yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. I Well, I believe that... I don't know what, like... I don't believe in a soul. I don't believe ghosts are souls. Oh! I believe... Well, maybe they are. I believe that uh, that energy and emotional energy can be transferred to a place. And I think it happens... Mm. I think an intense energy can kind of, like go beyond the third dimension and live forever in a space eternally yeah so if it's like a some an area where something bad has really happened Mm -hmm. that's kind of collated energy i don't believe like there's a soul that is in within us and that leaves and that goes in goes to an afterlife or sometimes stays i think people die they die but i think the energy and the emotions can kind of reverberate and echo in a space that's so profound tony but can i ask you Mm. you've never seen energy or a ghost in a physical form taking the form of a human face or anything have I have, have no but I I have heard the voice and felt the breath have you yeah I've talked about it before on a pod but the long story short is well, I was coming upstairs from my sitting room um, when I was living with my mum when I was a kid and I was closing the door to the the door to the sitting room to go up the stairs and as the door was maybe like 45 degrees about to be closed um it slammed shut. I was pulling it, and then like I took my hand up and it slammed shut. And it was a sound of what sounded like like oh like a bag of chains. We hit, have spoken yeah, about this before. Hit, yeah, hit the door and slid down. And then I wow. thought it was my brother messing with me, so I shouted up, "Andy!" 
and you know when someone talks in your ear so loud that it hurts and yeah. it vibrates yeah I shouted Andy and then around like and I could feel the breath was like Andy in my ear tickling oh, my I just got chills off my body tickling my ear hairs oh. and I ran up to bed under the duvet where of course they can't get you of course what about you are you talking about a fucking face yeah, many times in my life. Stop so it. So I have loads, Tony. Now I would absolutely burn the air off you with this, but I'll give you a okay, really well, big one. How about give us give us one and then come back on Halloween and we'll go we'll go into a deep dive. Okay, man. Yeah. Well if you like, because now I I really do buy into this, so Great. any listeners tuning in will be like, ah, oh, shut your head. But I know if they I've, listen to this that they bought in. True enough, yeah. Um but I have always kind of been susceptible to it if you like. Years ago, when I really wanted to get into the world of reality TV, right? Mm. I uh, was cast in uh, ICA Boot Camp. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. remember. I don't remember anything about it other than that name. Yeah, well, it was actually really good. You know, they take women, young women uh, from all over Ireland and they put them to work on the farmland of the headquarters of the Irish Country Women's Association, Country Women's Association. It's called On Green On and mm. it's up uh, near Term and Feckin, right? So I was casting the show. I was like, this is me made. I thought I'd never get on the 27 bus again in my life. <laughs> that was actually something I said out loud. Yeah. And then I squandered all my earnings. Oh, you can dream. But, yeah. And it was a competition as well. And I won the first round. So mm. then that meant another week of filming at this headquarters. But we all, we were being filmed all day long. And on the very first day, we had to show up to Marion Square cameras rolling I'm done up like a dog's fucking dinner right? what year is this uh, I was 21 so tw- 2011 wow okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ages just, trying to get, just trying to picture the style it, yeah yeah I had these 6 inch uh, leopard print stilettos on the, the slew of me Tony like it was ridiculous <laughs> but uh, you know I had to dress for the part like we were meant to be these dopes that came from town so yeah, I was yeah, yeah. playing a bit of a character uh, and it obviously worked because I won the first round but uh, the cameras are rolling we get on the bus right they're filming everything you can see why somebody would lose their mind on reality mm. TV a half an hour in I was like get that out of my fucking mm-hmm. face like it was a pressurised situation but we get to Termin Fecken and we're driving up this uh, driveway to the ICA headquarters and the house just emerged from the trees and I just like got drained looking at it I was like no the thing was like singing at me like I knew it was haunted immediately and this is the middle of the morning like we had started very early this first day Mm. and this was all captured on screen and you know they were like what's wrong with Ali and I was like no nothing nothing but like not wanting to say it to anyone because I don't want to scare them and also they'll think I'm fucking mad more Mm. to the point anyway we get in we're all given our rooms and they give you the itinerary of what the shoot schedule is all this crap and I didn't want to be left alone. So I got through the whole day, you know, trying to chase uh, down different utensils in the place. They won't tell you where anything is. You have to bake a rabbit pie. I had to skin a rabbit. Oh, wow. Doing like really hard labor. And they're trying to make a show of you to, you know, get a little sure. bit of storyline coming. So I'm knackered and they're all, they're treating you like a dope, like, but you kind of just have to roll with it. And I was exhausted by the end of the first day. And I got into my little bed and uh, I was just trying to go asleep when this bright light shone from outside my closed little bedroom door, private room, and it was coming through the chinks in, around the door frame, mm-hmm. and it was blinding me, even though it was only the like the frame of the Fuck door. Off. And I was like, oh no, here we go. And then the door started rattling really violently on the hinge, and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I knew what was coming to me, and I was trying to fake going to sleep as if this ghost was going to leave me alone. Like, it, it was so horrible. And I opened my eyes and this was not sleep paralysis because, and I know everybody says this, but I was fully awake and I was trying to sit up in the bed and I had only been in the room a couple of minutes. So there was no way I was in deep sleep. And there was this elfla. Fuck off. Leaning over the bed, right? Trying to rip open my torso and he had a wooden spoon in his hand and then he was trying to jam that into my torso and he had long scraggy white hair and that was getting caught under the spoon and his hair was all over my thing. It It was so, so gross and I I moved, it moved and went up against the wall and I was like, get out of here! 
And the whole time I was like, this is a trick. They are tricking me. This is the camera crew outside trying to get a rise out of me. They're trying to, you know, make a storyline out of this, whatever. And then the next morning I was late coming down for the breakfast. And Imelda, who was my mentor on the show, was like, did somebody have a rough night? And I was like, yeah. And I knew that she knew. And I was like, what's the story with this gaff? And all she would say to me was, isn't it lovely that the people that used to live here loved it so much that they didn't want to leave? Shut Oh, that's what she said to me. Cocoa pops spilling down my chin. I was like, I don't want to be on TV anymore. Thank you. It was awful. And Tony, I was there. That was a five day shoot. And then I won and I was raging that I had won it because then I had to go back. I couldn't settle. I didn't have a wink of sleep and loads of stuff happened to me while I was there. But that's the worst supernatural experience I ever had. The thing wouldn't get out of the room. The detail of you shouting and then jumping back. Oh, my God. Yes, sick. Fucking sick, man. Awful. And the old one knew as well. Imelda. She knew. Do you believe that spirits haunt a place or do you ever think they might haunt a person? It's both. Mm. And uh, they can hang around in weird little magnetic fields Mm. as well. Like, it doesn't have to be an actual dwelling. I think they can hang around in open space and I think they can go into people as well. They definitely go into kids all the time. Yeah. They actually do. Be Mm. careful. Ah, no, they wouldn't do that to me. (laughs) Come back for Halloween. I would definitely want fucking more of that. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was gross, man. I was going to ask what the best Halloween costume was you had dressed up as a kid. I'm going to save that for Halloween when I have you back now. Okay, do, do, do. What's something, um, what is, are there any things from other countries that you've experienced during your travels that you'd love to see more of in Dublin? Tony, these questions are gorgeous, They're really man. good. They are really good questions. Um, this is lovely, and I think I'm going to go with bartering. Bartering, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my cousin Eric runs a farm in southern Brazil with his husband, Lewis, and I've been very lucky to be there several times, and they hardly ever need to deal with currency. The Brazilian heal is the money, mm. but they don't really need to rely on it because they trade with farmers in their area. So they'd only really need to go to the shop to get diesel or to buy rice because they don't have a paddy field yet. Mm. But I, I wouldn't put it past them. But I would love to see more of that here. That's a fuck. That's that's. I'm never asking that question again. That's a perfect answer. Oh, thanks, man. Do you and barter? It's do you barter when you're on holidays? No, the bargain. Bargain's more on holidays. Um, have you ever done any like that Burning Man kind of thing of like tit for tat? Not in any nice, profound way. Mm. Slipping somebody two norofen at a pool and kusadasi. No, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, but I would like a little bit of a haggle, maybe. Yeah. Um, my mom did a lovely thing years ago. Uh, we were very young and she joined up with the trek to the Himalayas for concern. You know, where they have to raise like 30 grand each. Mm. And then they go off and do this trek. And we had given her a photograph of uh, myself, my sister Emily and my brother Adam to keep her going. Like, And uh, fair play to her, she went off and did it. Like, and then a while later she did Machu Picchu, but she came across this really old, very interesting, doubled over Sherpa. Uh, somewhere in Nepal and they traded family photographs and it's framed in our dining room in Clare Hall ah. and it was like the only thing the chap had like oh my god you know they yeah. and not to say that Sherpas don't have anything that's not what I mean but well they deserve he, more credit anyway it, they certainly do but like this man was living in the wilds of Nepal at the foothills at the of the Himalayas he didn't own a camera I know that for a fact mm. and I just thought that and I was quite young I was like 14 but when mom came back and said I took this from Pasang was his name and I just thought what an honour oh my god for us yeah. to have that and for him to have the photograph of me and the other two oh my god bring a tear to your eye yeah yeah so I always keep that in mind and like I would like to maybe have that experience myself but I've never done any proper bartering mm. like my cousin Eric does it all the time and he's fluent in Portuguese now like he's from Portobello Bridge in Rathmines like it's mad no like, way big Dublin accent on him but like <laughs> it's it's a lovely thing and there's a real sense of community there as well which I think we're all after really oh I'd really like to see a bit more of that yeah uh, when I had Peter McGann on he said you knew uh, some um, some scandals yeah he did didn't he <laughs> well you don't understand. I've heard it from a few people already he's like what do you know a few fucking scandals I do 
like there's things that I know now that would probably end my career if and I ever came. Platform me probably. Oh, probably and yeah. Fair City and everybody else. Fair. But uh, yeah, like I think as a woman, maybe in general, you end up knowing or being told things people might confide in you more mm. easily than. Well, I mean, hair and makeup, hair and makeup just fucking spill beans and everything, don't oh they? Oh my god, they mm. really do. Yeah. And my head is like a little pocket for like, no way, <laughs> ten that like, hasn't affected you, and you let it go. But yeah, I probably, uh, I do, I do know a lot. Are you looking for dirt on something? No, no, you don't have to. I realize now it puts you in a precarious situation, especially given your new employer. <laughs> but I tell you what, yeah. you brought me. What'd you say, a Donamede lunch? This is a Donamede lunch for Tony Cantwell. Ali Fox brought me some squishies. They are delicious. Some One animal of your five bars. A day. Four animal bars. They're That's not cheap for anymore. You for Terry, for Sunny, and for Indy. Oh, you're Beautiful. so sweet. And I did want to see what was going on with the scratch card. Yes. Not that I want to encourage you to gamble the whole no. time, but. Well, let's see. Let's see what the damage. And I promise, whatever the outcome, I'm going to split it with you. Aw, honey. Unless Will I hold like, your mic? Yeah, please. Here we go. Thank you. Okay. Uh, now there's two games in one here. There's two. Okay, we're gonna we got a free. We got a hundred. We got a forty. Oh my god! We got yeah, a four. Yeah. We got a fifty. Mm, I'm not so sure about this one. I'm not so sure. Okay. I'm just gonna do the nail. I better mm, feel with nice. nail. Do you get? Do you need two? You need three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Look. You've never been addicted to scratch cards, <laughs> have you? Okay, we got a two, two, and a five. Two ten thousands. Oh man, we were so them. close. We were so close. See, having worked in a news agency, I understand that this is pure, like it's pure maths. Like they just put out one in a, you know. It's so true. It's man. not like oh four. Yes, yes, bro. Yes, that's fantastic. Three fours, okay, and this one free, free. Okay, four euro. That's nice, Thank man. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's hug it out. I'm delighted now. Unreal. That would have been a terrible dud now if you hadn't won anything. What's the first thing comes to mind if you had to spend four euro? Would you spend it Four on? more animal bars, man. <laughs> or as we used to call them, animal bars. Animal bars. <laughs> yeah. Do they still have the. Do they come with a card? No, they don't. They're just. A, just there's a different animal on them. There's a different animal. There might be actually two animals. Is there? Yeah, one on either side. And then you might still get the picture on the underside of the wrapper as well. Unreal. Yeah, mm. it's actually ages since I had them, but I saw them in no, your local spar there. I was like, we need to get involved here. Unreal. Bro. Ali Fox. Is there anything you would like to promote or plug at this point? Um, how's about the Paddy Power Comedy Festival? Oh, yeah. We're doing a little tasty gig together. We are doing a little tasty gig, gig together on Thursday the 27th. Thursday the 27th. Of July yeah. at half nine. So mm. I'd like to plug the shit out of that. Please do really buy tickets gig. from Ticketmaster. Come down and see us. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be gas. It's going to be really good. Yeah. Well, I'll be gas. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, you will be gas, bro. <laughs> do you have any more that weekend? Um, I only actually have the one... And I've a few other things cooking in the pipeline, but nothing confirmed okay. yet. But you're. I'm just trying to figure out what day you're going out. Oh, oh, probably every night of the week. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Yes, we'll bro. see you there. We'll at see you the there. Paddy Power Comedy Festival. <laughs> Ali Fox, thanks so much for coming. Thank you, honey. Thanks for having. Appreciate me. it.